Welcome to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFISFM. Hi, everybody. Senior Moments, we got Wayne on the board and our guest, Ken Hall, from Prince George Symphony Orchestra, is here to talk to us about different parts of Prince George um, Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> Not just the orchestra. There's a whole bunch of things that comes together to make that run. It Sharon, isn't, mm-hmm. can we just, we were going to acknowledge right oh, off yes, the bat, please, yes, this date, please, June yes. 6th, is an important date in Canadian history and in world history. Yeah. It was the Normandy invasion occurred in 1944. And Canada had its own unit, um, the 3rd Division, uh, yeah, third division um, um, landed on Juneau Beach, and so we just wanted to acknowledge that. I mean, it was a pretty important event in world and Canadian history. Yeah, yeah, we were in there. Uh, we didn't win it like the Americans did, but we were in there. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but on uh, the Normandy invasion, Canada reached its objectives first. Yeah, that's and my, it, that's my sarcasm. <laughs> but we were actually delayed landing, so you know the Canadians and they they went up against a Panzer division. So you know they, ha- I mean, the Americans had it hard, but the Canadians were pretty successful. They were a, a tough bunch of individuals. They probably came from Prince George, because I was on the website looking at the Prince George Symphony Orchestra website and and looking when you started, like fifty four years ago, I think, right. when it was fairly. Uh, what they called redneck town and people were shocked that there would be a group of people that would come together to develop um, eventually the Prince George Symphony Orchestra you know we didn't have a university then we were big lumber and mining and that kind of uh, thing something just happened there so you know, we've come from a, a small little group, which, w- how many people were there that, uh, I didn't write I, that down. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly when it, when it started. It was a chamber orchestra, so it wasn't nearly as many. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it was largely a group of doctors. Okay. Who who pioneered the orchestra, some of whom are still playing in the orchestra today. Oh, wonderful. Well, yeah, yeah you don't lose that part, I don't think. <laughs> Uh, but that's an amazing thing because um, I was living in Quenelle then, and uh, um, we didn't like Prince George. And, no, of course no. not. <laughs> and and um, I remember being at meetings where Prince George thought they deserved everything, and, and little Quenelle, you know, we stood up and tried to get money for for different um, nonprofit stuff. Prince George always ended up getting it, but. Um, I kind of like re- I like history anyway, and so I was mm. very interested to see. So it was a group of doctors, and then, um, and you've got black and white pictures on the uh, website that are very interesting, and I'm sure a lot of people would recognize some of the folks that started this. I'm sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so and uh, there was a, a very sad. Um, I think it was uh, it was um, one of your. Maestros, um, I think his name was, um, it was Chinese or Japanese name. And he was just three months into being the, the orchestra leader and he died at the age 33. Yeah. What a sad story that was. 
Yeah, Wallace Leung. Wallace Leung, yeah, he uh, obviously before my time. Yeah, uh, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, quite a tragic story. Yeah, sure. two thousand and one, he was there for three months, I think, and and um, so th- I think people, if you're interested in the history of Prince George Symphony Orchestra, go on their website. I I was up till one thirty this morning I got really involved in this it's very interesting history and somebody did a very good job for your 50th anniversary um, that's right yeah we we have um, these 50th anniversary books um, I should have brought one in to, okay. to give to you today yeah. um, but if if anyone is interested they can always come by the the symphony office and we're happy to to give you a copy mm-hmm. of this uh, beautiful book that was put together for the 50th anniversary. Um, and it is available, as you say, on the website as well. Yeah. yeah. And so go on and um, listen to it. And so I was um, asking Ken when, before we came on about what's happening this summer, uh, because I was thinking about music in the park, but all your musicians are off on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we let them have a little bit of time off once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) And so this summer you've got a couple of good things going, though. Yeah, well, we have uh, a youth orchestra concert uh, just coming up next week, um, which is lovely. We started the youth orchestra just over a year ago. Oh, really? um, With uh, the support of the BC Arts Council. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a, a piece of of uh, arts education and, and infrastructure that was just missing from this town for quite a few years. Uh, there used to be a youth orchestra. Um, yeah, I but thought it had there sort had been, yeah. fallen off. And uh, unfortunately, these days, there's no string education programs in, in any of the schools. Oh. So we decided that we needed to have something in oh, the city. So, yeah. so we started that program um just over a year ago, mm-hmm. and this is their third concert. Oh, man. and there's uh, over thirty kids involved, uh-huh. and it's just a wonderful thing. They sound fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we were talking about the, the some of the benefits of music for your intelligence, for your brain, and um, and even if you don't uh, play professionally, you might want to sit around the campfire. I mean, that's how we learned at home was just our family. Yeah, it's funny how how it's, it's become devalued in a way in in our education system and uh, just just generally. Yeah. When you know you think about it, we're surrounded by music all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, it's it's we know it's important for building communities. That's why national anthems are a thing. Yes. That's why people sing hymns in churches. Yes. Right. Um, so so making music together is an incredibly important social thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. It's it's not valued as much as it has been, pretty much for the last two three thousand years. Yes. <laughs> so, well, I mean, we I remember in school having, um, you know, bands, and uh, even our English teacher would teach us songs, you know, and without sure. any background music. But she she was just a a really interesting teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember she was teaching us, um, oh, oh, a little. Little brown jug, how I love thee, <laughs> and, and she she got into it, and then realized she said I like beer, and she likes rum, and she realized she. 
But, you know, isn't, isn't music ubiquitous now? I mean, it's everywhere. You can access it from anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back in the day, you had to earn music. Somebody had to play it. Mm-hmm. Somebody, yeah. I mean, um, live music was the, was was the standard until the turn of the century in the 1900s. Yeah, I mean, recordings were rare, if that. So you, you know, music was appreciated because it was a rarity. Now it's just well, too common. It wasn't even necessarily a rarity, but everyone made their own. Yes, everyone had a piano in their living room That's in the right. 19th century and early 20th century, and. You know, everyone sang song. They, that was just what you did. And it's, it's interesting even looking at, you know, accounts of the First World War and, you know, these, these soldier boys mm-hmm. going off to war and they, they gather around the piano and, and sing. Yeah. I think that, that was just one of the things that you did in Come the evening. Ready. Yeah. 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 And, and it's, I mean, that, one of the things that we actually fight with the symphony is this idea that music is, is this elitist yes. thing or, or, you know, only for the professionals. And it's not. No. It can't be. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. You know, it's it's important that everyone feel that this is something that they can do and participate in. And, and that's, you know, getting back to the youth orchestra, it's so important that kids feel like, you know, making music is something that's for them. Mm-hmm. It's not something that other people do. It's something that you can do. Right? Yeah, and as a family, I mean, my grandfather was, he, he made his wealth, but he was a very poor, came from a very poor part of mm. Toronto. He had five, five or six brothers, but they all played music naturally and sang together. And so that came into our family and, and my mother's side of the family were new, from Newfoundland and they, mm-hmm. they brought all that music in. And um, I can remember being at the cottage. We had a gut bucket, you know, a, a, a <laughs> right. bucket with a piece of rope and a broom handle, <laughs> yeah. and and uh, jugs that you blew. Sure. And and uh, I know that the improper name for it was juice harp. I don't know what they call it now. It's a well, or, or a jaw harp. Jaw harp. Yeah. Now, and um, a harpsichord. And mouth organ and yeah. ukuleles, and pianos, and um, it was just uh, you know it it invites you to express yourself and you learn harmony. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I recently got um, my great grandfather's harmonica. Oh, did you really? <laughs> Give it to me. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's it's lovely. It's it's so fascinating to yes. to find these instruments yeah. and and such an incredible rich history of musical instruments yeah. and and the different kinds and all these sort of handmade almost improvised uh instruments. It's you know it's not new. No. Um you know the the, the shepherds in the Carpathian Mountains were just making horns out of yeah, goat horns, horns or, or whatever, yeah. whatever they had handy, right? It's, well, how about the drums in Barbados? You know, the <laughs> they have those um, round drums that they've got notes on them. I mean, oh, the, I the steel drums, steel drums. Yeah, boy, I mean, they are great. Oh, and, and fantastic! Look, and so somebody hit sound. one yeah. one day, and it's like hitting a glass yeah. of wine. And oh, <laughs> I, I had uh, um, uh, he was a Quechua. A uh, man told me once uh, about uh, 
the Chorongo. Do you, you know what a Chorongo is? I'm, I've heard the name. It, it's it's a little like a guitar or a mandolin, oh, right. but it's made out of an armadillo shell. Oh, dear, the poor armadillo. And, <laughs> presumably the armadillo is dead already. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, but his comment was, you know, this, the Spanish came and they had guitars. Oh. And they wanted, like, they thought this was a wonderful instrument. Yeah. Um, but the Spanish wouldn't let them play their guitars. So they made their own. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with, of course. With what they had available. Yeah. It's just a wonderful little story. It's, yeah. It just made me think about a, um, a cigar box. No, oh, sure. That yeah. we had, and I think we used elastic bands and got some kind of a sound out of it. Yeah. And so, and so th- this uh, next weekend is the junior or the children's. It's on Monday. Youth. Yeah. Oh, Monday. Monday evening. Okay. At. At the Knox Performance Center. Okay. Yeah. Where is that? It's uh, the former Knox Trinity Gym. downtown. Okay. Yeah. Got that it has now. has been. Reworked a little bit as okay. a performance space. I didn't know that. See, it's good you were here. <laughs> yeah. And so um, people can buy tickets online. Online or at the door. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, and then I was reading about volunteers and and how you you uh, give volunteers jobs. <laughs> and I was I was looking at what you can do as a volunteer and. Um, I actually sent a copy or um, part of the job description. You can take home a musician and have the musician <laughs> sleep in your house. <laughs> yes, w- w- with the consent of the musician, hopefully. But yes. <laughs> but when when you uh, home a musician who's come in from out of town, you have to uh, provide them a nice, clean room mm-hmm. and leave them alone. Um, through meals. And be available to take them to to practices and to the the symphony. Yeah, preferably. Although we've you know we've worked with people who can't necessarily drive them all around town, yeah. but, but are willing to open up their homes. So, but yeah, I think because I was thinking of hockey players, you know, he, he, yeah. they, we do it for hockey players. Why not musicians? It exactly. might be a little more safer. <laughs> I get those. Um, it's funny. I, I don't know if anybody's watching the Stanley Cup right now. And somebody said, who are you hoping to win? I said, the team with the most Canadians. <laughs> that, would, that would be Vegas. It is. Vegas has the most Canadians of any team. Now, isn't that the most yeah. ridiculous thing you ever we, heard? Well, we export hockey players. That's yes, one thing that we do. thing we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the... Uh, I was talking, oh yes, I counted like you have 43 um, musicians. I was wondering, do they get paid like by the hour or is there like a contract that they attend so many? How do you hire musicians? Well, there, there's, a, there's a few different groups within the orchestra. So there are our, um, what we call our professional core. Um, so the principal string players and woodwind players and, right. and, and the principal French horn. Um, so their staff, essentially, they're on salary, um, and that's all negotiated with the union, right? Right. Um, and then we have the community players mm-hmm. who are unpaid. Although, you know, we give them a little bit of money to cover expenses, but basically they're unpaid. Oh, they um, volunteer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. good to know. And they're so they're they're actually the the biggest group within yeah. the orchestra. Yeah. And then. 
if we have holes that we need to fill that aren't covered by either of those groups, we'll hire extra uh, union musicians um, from the region if we can, otherwise uh, from the mainland or Alberta. Yeah. So yeah. as a nonprofit, you depend on... Um, so the government of Canada gives you so much money, I guess, but um, you have to have donors. Well, absolutely. Yeah, we get money from all three levels of government, mm-hmm. um, but that only goes so far. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have ticket sales as well. Yes. But that tends to run around, you know, 20%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, covering of a cost. So, yeah, because the rest the is, is fundraising. So reasonable. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, you're not paying $150 for a ticket. No, and you would in Vancouver or or Toronto uh, for the for the nice seats. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. you will. Yeah, yeah. I know. I paid seventy five dollars to see um, what is it the the Phantom of the Opera. And, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And I thought that I was really blowing it. <laughs> and that was a very long time ago. I went down yeah. to Vancouver to see it. Right. Um, and so. Um, the other thing about uh, volunteers can do they can do general assistance, which is distributing posters and helping with fundraising. Eh? Yeah, we. I mean, we have a very active fundraising committee, which are all volunteer oh, and, yeah. and obviously the board yeah. as well. Um, yeah, there's there's always room for volunteers. Yeah, and I think um, I think that a nonprofit organization depends so much on. The volunteers, especially your musicians, volunteering. I I really wanted to uh, um, make sure that people understood that not everybody's getting like a big, huge chunk of money to play beautiful music for you. I mean, no one's getting a big chunk of money. Yeah, this is a love thing. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no one's no one's making a, a full time living, and you know driving a Lamborghini because because they're playing in the symphony. That's right. Well, it's, I mean, the, um, it's always kind of been, it's the rich people who want to support it, but the poor musician who, you know, is paying for his, his license and his uh, training and, uh, you know, that's a fairly expensive. Yeah, and it's been that way for hundreds of years. Yeah, it really has. It's, yeah. it's just amazing to me. Mm. Um, let's talk a bit about the Legacy Campaign, because I knew nothing about that. Yeah. And I think it's a wonderful idea. And it's about um, contributing f- for your lifetime. Not mm. necessarily everybody, but you have quite a few people who are lifetime contributors, we do, mm-hmm. and uh, and we have so a, as we've been doing this legacy campaign, which was launched as a fiftieth anniversary project. Okay. Of course, we're a, a few years past that, but you know, certain world events may have uh, yes. <laughs> slowed things down. Um, so yeah, the the goal for that legacy campaign was set to raise uh, a half a million dollars, um, largely for our endowment. Yeah. Um, which is run by the the community foundation, right? And uh, we've almost reached that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We're getting very close to that. And uh, yeah, 
I mean, I, I can't say enough about the long-term contributors yeah. to the symphony. Let's take a short break and come back and talk yeah. about these folks that are so uh, committed to the symphony orchestra. Take a short break and be right back. Tune in on Sunday mornings at 8.30 for a Let the Bible Speak radio broadcast. This is Pastor Andrew Simpson, and each week on our program we hear Christ Jesus being preached, gospel hymns being sung, and encouraging news from our churches in British Columbia. Our goal at Let the Bible Speak is to preach Christ in all his fullness, to man in all his need. So tune in on Sunday mornings at 8.30 for a Let the Bible Speak only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Learn about dementia from anywhere by participating in the Alzheimer's Society of BC's live Wednesday webinars. Join the Alzheimer's Society for part one of a four-part series showcasing the Flipping Stigma on Its Air Toolkit Wednesday afternoon at 2. Registration and more details are available through the webinars section at alzbc.org. Flipping Stigma, how to recognize and respond to stigma and discrimination. Wednesday afternoon from 2 to 3 from the Alzheimer's Society of BC through alzbc.org. Forecast from Environment Canada. Sunny today, wind becoming south 20 this afternoon, a high of 21 with a high UV index. Clear tonight, south winds becoming light this evening, a low of 3 with a risk of frost. For Wednesday sunny, a high of 26 with a high UV index. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. So we're back with the Prince George Symphony Orchestra, and we were talking about the legacy campaign, which uh, is to contribute towards growing endowment funds, and it's held and managed by Prince George Community Foundation. Mm-hmm. Then it's also for small capital for instruments, I think. Yeah, so we are also and equipment, yeah. yeah, looking to to increase our collection of percussion instruments and maybe add a harp and things like that. Wow, yeah. that would be nice, eh? Yeah. There's such a there's a there's an instrument that really, when you hear it, it sort of like captures your your attention immediately. And uh, I don't know what it is about that the harp, but it's you know it's almost like a piano. Uh, strings <laughs> on the side. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, they're fascinating instruments. Those concert harps. Right? Yeah. Someone told me once that there are more moving parts in a harp than there are in a car. Holy moly! <laughs> Who the heck ever built that? I I highly recommend if you ever have the chance to uh, to get close to a car harp, bend down and look up mm-hmm. inside that graceful arch. Yes. It's just packed with machinery. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I have to do yeah. that. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Also, uh, to help to increase annual operation capacity hmm. is is part of what that is for, it to, it to include more musicians and more services and more community education. And so do you go to the schools if they ask you and talk about... Yeah, so what we've been doing uh, the last couple of years is we've we have a family concert series mm-hmm. that we do and we've been oh, taking some of that music and some of that presentation, you know, sometimes we have our our storyteller host come with us as well mm-hmm. and go to a couple of schools and do a little preview performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to six schools this year. Oh good. Yeah. And uh yeah. Yeah, I'm really sorry that uh, education isn't seeing this as a very important part of a of a child's education. Um, yeah, we have to maybe we'll have to do something about that. Get I mean, somebody in. <laughs> it, it's difficult, right? There's there's 
too many priorities for educators to to get in but it's it is sad that uh yeah you know. i mean i i read about listening to baroque music when you're studying helps you retain the information and so i tried it mm-hmm. because i was ed of a a, a shelter i was president of pl- uh, provincial organization. I was going to college, and I forget what else I was doing. Probably breaking a marriage up because of all the other stuff. <laughs> and so I tried going home from work for one hour before my exam, playing baroque and studying, and I would pull an A plus off, <laughs> like one hour before the exam. So it does yeah. work. And right. so why don't we, you know, get the kids to listen to baroque while they're studying? Well, and we know that participating in music has, has you know, all the benefits of, of sports, right? Yeah. It's very similar, um, you know, working in a team and, and yeah. learning leadership skills yes. and, and uh, all that kind of thing yeah. is, is part of music, too. It, it is. Oh. It, yeah. It's being part of something. I watched American Got Talent the other night, and, and the, this group of people from South Africa came on, mm. and they sang... Um, this beautiful song that had, uh, what's his name, Cranky there, crying. And, you know, they didn't have any background music. It was just them as mm. a, as a choir. And it was just amazing. We're not seeing that anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, there are certain parts of the world where that choral tradition is so strong, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like Estonia and Latvia and, the, yeah. uh, Unbelievable. And, and, you know, it's, it's just part of the culture there where they'll, you know, if you're a young man and you, you want to meet girls, you join a choir. Yep. (laughs) Yep. My dad did. (laughs) He didn't want to go to church, but he wanted to go. (laughs) He joined the choir. Yeah. 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 It's such an important part. Um, Mm. and I, I wanted to just say that, um, Prince George Symphony Orchestra is an indispensable it's dispensable cultural um, assist to talented musicians. And that's what we're talking about. It's There's always something new. There's always, you've got new musicians coming in. Um, I think that you're like a visionary. You come in and you have a vision for this, the future. Mm-hmm. And um, part of the... Uh, Legacy is about the future and the vision for the future, and, and just solidifying that our, our flexibility in a way, right? Yes. I mean, one, one of the issues that all arts organizations face is yes, you get a certain amount of money from the governments for just operating, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of the money is tied to specific projects. Exactly. And yeah. so you're always chasing these little grants and so having an endowment just gives you a little more freedom to do something different, do something Get a different harp. and yeah. do something the same every year. Yes. Which yeah, make it make yeah. it an annual event that we're going to have like Dixieland bands going up the street <laughs> on whatever day Dixieland is. Yeah. Right. I mean, you you. You have the ability to play any kind of music you want, not just classical. Well, absolutely. And, and that's, you know, part of the, the challenge of orchestras in the 21st century is, uh, you know, how, you always talk about being relevant to new audiences. 
And one of the ways yeah. you have to do that is to play music that wasn't written 200 years ago. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so. You know, uh, even uh, a little Glenn Miller and having a, a dance. <laughs> you know, we used to go to the Palace Pier in Toronto sure, and get sure. dressed up. And, and the people that came from England and Europe, those women knew how to dress. Like they had dresses. We all started copying them, <laughs> formal dresses. And it was nice and fun to get yeah. dressed up. Um, I just, uh, I want to just name a few people because, um, legacy members that are lifetime, uh, support Carolyn McGee, hmm. Daniela Vanderpost, David and, and, uh, Margaret Danistrom, Diane Rogers, Dawn and Sue Bond, Gwyneth and Bjorn Nor, Nor, Norheim, Norheim, sorry, Norheim, Norheim yeah. J. McKella, Phil and Jean Stanisland. And these are people who are lifetime, like they've in, invested there and leaving you money to keep this yeah, symphony I mean, going. Yeah, some of those people have been giving money to the symphony since it was created. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Of course, I have been doing that with BCSPCA or back in mm -hmm. Ontario, SPCA. When you have something that really... Um, is your heart and these people obviously yeah and then i looked yeah. at your corporate people and there's some pretty uh, big people financing and supporting you so i don't feel like you're going to go away i think you're going to really get bigger i hope so yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. and so um we we have to say goodbye um i want to thank you for taking the time to come over I'm going to drop over and get one of those books. Oh, please do. Because yes. I'm very interested. I need to get more involved in it. And uh, I hope people will go online and, and um, read your website and uh, get more involved in the or Prince George Symphony Orchestra. That would Thank be you, lovely. Ken. Yeah, my, my pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. We'll take a break and our guests will be here, I hope. <laughs> With the hot weather upon us, take some time to check your air conditioner. Prepare your unit for use with the following tips. Remove any covering you may have used over the winter. Make sure your filters aren't clogged. Find and patch any leaks. Clean the outdoor AC unit. Check the coolant lines. And finally, turn the unit on and listen for any strange noises. If you notice any problems, it might be time to call a professional HVAC maintenance company before it's too late. The Spruce City Lions Club has a Recycling for Sight collection box at the Seniors Resource Center. Drop off no longer used prescription and non-prescription glasses, sunglasses, and readers, even if they're broken. Donated glasses will be cleaned, categorized by prescription, and prepared for distribution to people in developing countries. Used hearing aids are also being accepted. The Spruce City Lions Club Recycling for Sight collection box in the new Seniors Resource Center, 1330 Fifth Avenue. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. The uh, instruments, yeah. All right, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Um, our next guest is not going to be here for another 15 minutes. And so there was part of the or symphony orchestra that I wanted to talk about, which was the uh, different instruments that are uh, mm -hmm. needed for an orchestra. And so um, I counted 43 musicians, and uh, we started off with the first violin, 
mm-hmm. and you've got a few people that are playing first violin, and, and then you have the the concert master, like Lydia Hug, is it? Lydia Hug. Lydia yeah. Hug. Yeah. And and so, what's a concert master? Is that a person who brings everybody together to practice? Or yeah, she's sort of the top. Um, member of the orchestra so oh, she has some okay. responsibilities um, especially within the string section um, you know she helps coordinate the bowings mm-hmm. that everyone does because that uh, has to be all worked out beforehand yeah for um, sure you know who's going up and who's going down and <laughs> yeah right um, yeah well, who thinks of that they're right. all they're all <laughs> together so it looks like they're right. all together. <laughs> yeah, and, and obviously they will adjust during rehearsal, but um, so that one of her jobs is is to make sure that the Boeings are all correct and how she wants them and, and reflect her, the phrasing she wants to oh, do. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she, she just has other little, little things involved in sort of leadership, uh, you know, in and out of rehearsal. Okay, yeah. And then you have the second violin group. So yeah. what's the difference between the first and the second? The blue well, ribbons and red ribbons? <laughs> <laughs> no, they have different parts to play. Um, oh, okay. The, so it, we talk about families within the orchestra, and the strings are really the sort of basis of what we know as the orchestra. Mm-hmm. You can have an orchestra without winds, but you can't have one without strings, really. No, that's true. Right? Yeah. I mean, you can, but you call it a wind orchestra. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so the, the strings are basically divided up like you would a choir. Oh, so you okay. have the violins are the soprano and alto, alto voices. Yeah. The violas yeah. are the tenors. The oh. cellos are the basses. And then the contrabass is literally like, you know, the under the bass. Yeah. The, um, yeah. Is uh, like historically um, actually just sort of played along with the cellos. Um, so they didn't really have a separate voice. Yeah. So, so the basic organization of the strings is, is that SATB structure. Oh, okay, that's very yeah. interesting. Uh, I, You know, that, that is really good for pointing that out to me that <laughs> it's like a choir and there's different levels of, of the, the music they're playing because when you're watching them, you're not getting that at all. They're all looking like they're playing the same thing. Sure, and yeah. and just like a choir, it's it's easiest to hear yeah. the top and the bottom voices. Yes, and those middle voices, the the seconds and the violas, sometimes you don't notice them as much. Yeah, but uh, you know, right. it, it's very very important that they're there for that full orchestral sound. And so the principal is Kathleen Peter, and Catherine, I, I, yeah. Catherine Peter. For the second violin, and then you've got the viola, which uh, is uh, Calvin Yang. Mm-hmm. He's the principal, and and then you've got two other people. Carolyn McGee is one of them. That's right, yeah. Uh, and then uh, cello, Dave Dahlstrom, and Bonnie. Yeah, Rue. yeah. They're, they're they're community players uh, again. You know, Carolyn and David are, are two of the old guard with yes. the orchestra. We yeah. actually just had a cello auditions for our principal cello. So we have oh. a new principal cello coming in. Oh, um, you will yeah. be our new uh, principal cello starting next year. And, um, I just have to say Jen Wigglesworth. You know, I'm sure that name would come on to Carol Burnett's, <laughs> as Carol Burnett's secretary name, 
I remember it. And it must be a very British name, I think, because I've uh, I hung out with a lot of Brits back in Ontario. Right. <laughs> and that was one of the names that I, a friend of mine, we used to go out on. It would be New Year's Eve. That was a bad time to go out with a bunch of people from <laughs> England, <laughs> right. Scotland. Um, and then we have the double ba- bass, which that doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, they're the big ones that stand up at the back oh, of the orchestra. Oh, that's the ones they use in the jazz. Th- that's the same instrument, okay. absolutely. Okay, yeah. now you've got, I've got it. <laughs> and then the flute. Yeah, they're not double basses, they're double basses. <laughs> well, if you tape two well, fish like together, fish. you get a double bass. Yeah. <laughs> I like bass. <laughs> yeah, bass. But, yeah. That, you know, that's the question I had in my mind. How can you say bass when it's B-A-S-S? <laughs> well, English is a funny language. <laughs> yeah, English has a lot of silent letters, too. Well, there's no E on the end of this. <laughs> and then we have uh, flute. Um Arian Crossland, she's principal. Mm-hmm. Oboe. Oboe is a very interesting sound. It's kind of, you know, like, it, I don't know what that is about the oboe. Well, yes, it's a very, I mean, it's literally a very reedy sound. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very piercing, right? Like, yeah. you can always hear the oboe. You do. Which is, which is of course, partly why uh, that's the instrument that the orchestra tunes. Yeah. Yeah. See, you had no problem pronouncing oboe, and it has an E at the end of it. (laughs) Well, that makes it O. (laughs) It makes it real O. And clarinet, you've got only two people, Simon Cole as the principal, Mm -hmm. and then Grace Waddell. I'm sure I know Grace from some place. She's community, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bassoon, that's an interesting instrument isn't it that's a wonderful instrument yeah yeah, uh, yeah. it really is it uh, and in the way it's built and the different little pieces that come out <laughs> yeah yes of course it's, it, it's such a, a long tube that yeah they, just the engineering of it you have to figure out how how to make it the tube that long and still access all the finger holes totally so it's kind of bent in two and and with a little pipe sticking out the side of it <laughs> and, and part of why um i'm so interested in this and this is how i got michael to come on um mm. last year was as a child when i went home for lunch uh, from school um the teddy bears picnic was on cbc and they would have somebody talking about all these different instruments and talking mm. to us kids about Tubby the Tuba and, and playing right. it. And yeah. and they would talk about these little... And I think it's very interesting to know um, the purpose and, and the look of these. You know, you, you look at would look at them later. Mm-hmm. Uh, French horn, well, of course, I just see people hunting foxes and... <laughs> <laughs> Jumping fences, yep. <laughs> but it it's quite an instrument to play. It's sort of like um, a trumpet. I think a trumpet is very difficult because you just got three little push downs on them. 
Well, yeah, that's either difficult or easy, depending on how you look at it. I guess yep. you only have three fingers to worry about. So. Yeah, but then you've <laughs> got to get all these different notes out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to find all the different harmonics. Yep. Um, the other instruments do deal with that, but not quite the way that the brass. Yeah, I, yeah. exactly. Wayne wants us to take a short break, so we will take a short break and come back. The CNIB Wheels of Fortune Car Raffle and 50-50 drawer are underway. You could win a totally refurbished 1964 Mercury Comet Caliente. All proceeds support CNIB programs in BC. Tickets for both the car raffle and 50-50 draw are available at cnib.rafflenexus.com. Grand prize draws will be made August 8th. The CNIB Wheels of Fortune Car Raffle and 50-50 draw. BC Gaming License Numbers 139745 and 139102. Purchase your tickets by August 7th. Buses in the city of Prince George will be free for all passengers on Wednesday, Clean Air Day. Clean Air Day was first declared in 1999 by the Government of Canada as part of Canadian Environment Week. In Prince George, all buses and handy dart rides will be free all day. For information on schedules and trip planning for Clean Air Day and the rest of the year, go to bctransit.com slash prince hyphen george. Free buses Wednesday for Clean Air Day. Forecast from Environment Canada. Sunny today, wind becoming south 20 this afternoon, a high of 21 with a high UV index. Clear tonight, south winds becoming light this evening, a low of 3 with a risk of frost. For Wednesday, sunny, a high of 26 with a high UV index. This is Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS FM. Okay, and we're talking about musical instruments with uh, Ken Hall from Prince George um, Symphony Orchestra. We were, we were talking about the trumpet, and and then we get to the trombone. You know, I saw a lot of uh, great trombone players in uh, Toronto at uh, the uh, Town Tavern. Yeah, saw a lot of great musicians there, and and uh, Jack Teagarden is he's a famous trombonist, I think, from the sixties. Mm. I think. And yeah, it's. Uh, I mean. It- of course, the trombone, everyone knows it as the instrument with the slide, yes. right? Um, um, but uh, I was actually in Barbados a few years ago, oh, yeah. and they had a Dixieland band there. Oh, and, boy. Uh, and one gentleman was playing the, the valve trombone. Oh, um, well, which, that's different, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is fast. So it's a trombone. It sounds yeah. like a trombone, but yeah. it actually has the, the valves, the, the, the trumpets do, right? Or yeah. Actually, more like the... Okay. The French horn. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay, so we've got our next guest on the line. So we'll just go, um, we have the <laughs> yeah. ba- bass trombone, mm-hmm. <laughs> the tuba percussion, which is drums, cymbals. Basically anything you hit is considered percussion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Other than people, though, that's well, not Well, we discourage that in the orchestra, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Timpani is kind of... Yeah, timpani is it's yeah. the the big round drums that uh, oh, that are tunable. Okay. Yeah, hmm. and then the keyboard piano. Anyway, hmm. I, I did want to go through that, so uh, that was lucky that we had a few minutes to do this. Great. So thank you so much. Again. Oh, my pleasure. Yes, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I'll stop by and say hi. Margaret, are you there on the line? I am here for you. <laughs> right on. We just finished talking about the Prince George Symphony. Yeah. All the musical instruments that go with an orchestra. So tell me what you're up to these days. You, I, I see you on, uh, so, yeah. doing so yeah. much in this community. How do you, your hair is straight at back. 
It's got well, to be just straight back. <laughs> I, I can tell you that I have retired from the, the workforce. Oh. And I am totally 100% volunteer. Oh. And, yes. It uh, has allowed me to focus on those projects that meant the most to me in yes. my life at this stage. Yes. Yeah. And... Uh, and to say the rest, thank you, but no thank you, that doesn't fit my agenda. Well, there's only so much time that we have on this earth, and we spent so much of it of, of um, you know, giving, and uh, we have to be so careful that we're not making constant uh, withdrawals and not uh, making some deposits, you know, exactly in our bank. And I got to tell you, it was, it was my daughter that told me, that, um, Mother, you're not thinking um, like like a, a rational adult. You know, when you're when you're on an airplane, the instructions are you put your mask on first before you help anyone else. Yep, isn't and that a so good point? It, it's such a great analogy. I, I use it a lot now when I do any kind of facilitation. Um, so my my main project, of course, is uh, helping the Prince George Council seniors mm-hmm. restructure with their new location on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, I didn't um, know that you had moved even. Exactly. It was very quietly done. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm happy to say they are so focused on the seniors' health and uh, connectivities. Um, I am really happy that I decided to say yes to that particular board of directors and help them with the, the evolution of what they're, they're, they were always meant to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the, I can tell you, I think they have like five or six different staff members now uh-huh. to, to help all the seniors. And, and I guess you know as well as I do, we are the fastest growing demographics, um, and yet we're, we're the less uh, vocal. Yes. Yeah, I, it, it was a hidden gem. It is, and um, I, you know, I wish we had never made, moved from Fifth, but I was overruled on that. But that was a good. We had a beautiful, huge, big meeting room there, and parking yes. at the back, and um, yes. uh, and you know, I, I was very involved for quite a few years in it. That's how we got the radio program. Well, exactly, and I, I remember those days. Um, actually, that's where I actually started the arthritis workshops. That's right. Um, so I can tell you that we are going to have our first workshop tomorrow at the public library in downtown. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just a meet and greet. I'll be handing out the most current information uh, sent to me from the Arthritis Society BC. Yeah. And then we will actually do a monthly one starting in September. And we have a, a lineup of guest speakers, and it's it's definitely where my heart always was. And yes, I it was. Kind yeah. of, I kind of get lost when you get into um, other other organizations with a different path. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, of course, COVID. Yeah, yeah. That. Just, now, so tomorrow at the library, what time? From one to two. One to two. Okay. Um, I I uh, I have a meeting at eleven thirty. I'm going to try to make it. Wonderful. Yeah. That um, the library has been very generous with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be in the Keith Gordon room, okay. and we'll have a table of pamphlets and information. The one that I was really 
really thrilled to receive the document today, and I've actually photocopied it. Uh-huh. Um, but it's the daily symptom tractors for people that are experiencing pain in the different areas of their body, and it's it's a, a two-page document that you can actually document. And, and I do recommend, uh, along with the arthritis BC, document a week or two of information before you actually go see your doctor so he can actually see that you do have good days and bad days and it takes less time because he can see specifically what areas are the main priority to focus on instead of sitting there for the 15 minutes to explain to him and then yeah. you never get a chance to ask questions. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, um, exciting. Yeah, it is. And so... Uh, Prince George Council Senior has got a new um, executive director now? Michelle McGregor was hired last spring, and I met her actually at the BCNE last or August, and that's when I said, please um, put my name forward for anything that you might need help with. And mm-hmm. she put it forward as a part of the board of directors. So I was elected last May. Yeah. And... I can tell you, with the move, it um, reminds me of the old days where we were all inclusively, uh, the team moving forward together, and now they have Lindsay McDonald, who is a special events coordinator, so there will be the, the, I think it's called the Golden Age Socials, Yes. Um, with you know, interactive um, and participatory events happening. Uh, I'm just very excited. They have a new uh, public relations person. Her name is Nicole that will be available for radio spots when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Good. I'm just very excited. They have an open door policy. Um, I do. I do have a little bit reservation on the doors because there is a step up. Oh yes. Um, yeah, so um, we do have a ramp that's available when people come with their scooters or, or their walkers and that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it's great because everybody has their own office. We have a boardroom now. We have a, a larger area um, where we can actually have uh, group discussions. Yeah, um, definitely moving in the right direction. Now, is Brian still um, working out of your, your office? No, not at all. No, okay. Um, yeah, the, the decision was uh, he wanted to go in one direction, and we were going in a different, and yeah. so it was a mutual parting. Yeah. Um, he's still a resource person, but, uh, yes, we have, um, like I said, we've hired five or six new people. Mm-hmm. We have a caregiver's uh, program going now. We have the housing program going. We have mm-hmm. the uh, dental program now going. Um, and, and I'm pushing for the hearing aid program. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, it's, Margaret, it's so, we, yeah. we have to take a short break, and, oh, and we'll be right you, back with you. Thank you, Sharon. CNC and Selkirk College are partnering for a pharmacy technician diploma program. The 15-month program will provide students with a blend of online theory courses, in-person labs, and hands-on practicum hours in direct clinical settings. The online portion of the program begins in July with in-person labs commencing the following year at CNC. Visit the Selkirk College website to learn more about the pharmacy technician program and to apply through the Programs and Courses page at selkirk.ca. 
bringing your stuffy to a special story time at the Jackal Branch of the Prince George Library on June 14th, and they'll have the chance for a sleepover. Leave them at the library overnight, and secret photographers will catch your friends in action after the librarians go home. Registration for Stuffy Sleepover is free by dropping by the library or call 250-563-9251. Then come by for story time from 6 to 6.30 on June 14th and leave your friends for a stuffy sleepover at the Nichaco Library. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Back with Margaret Jackson, and we're talking about Prince George Council of Seniors. Um, this sounds pretty exciting to me because I had been so involved in Prince George Council of Seniors for quite a while with uh, Bev Christensen and and Bob Dore and um, you know uh, and last week or the week before we had uh, um, Isabel McKenzie on the radio doing an interview. Um, about seniors' advocacy. Uh, and I do know that you've been very uh, intrament- instrumental involved in the development of the Council of Seniors. Um, being a past president, of course, is, is never easy in, a, in an organization, but I know you've, you've helped us become what we are today, and I do appreciate that. Well, that I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to come back and get involved, but I'll come, I'm pretty sure that I'll be able to come in tomorrow and uh, to the library and uh, and have a visit with you um are you so this is your main um uh volunteer work right now you're not doing uh volunteer prince george or um live I, yeah. well you, uh-huh. <laughs> i actually am on the board for volunteer prince yeah. george yeah. who actually has a, a position open right now for a full-time student summer program, eight weeks of full-time employment. If there's any students out there, oh. they should con- yes, they should contact Maria Rossi at Volunteer Prince George. Well, that's uh, that would be a good job to learn it, about the city and all the programs, fair. yeah, uh, especially for someone in the social work um, foundation course. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. That would be Absolutely. great. And now, are you um, live well? Are you still doing Live well. I actually am sitting in the office right now talking to you. <laughs> uh-huh. And our office is located at 1584 7th Avenue. And we're right next door to the Prince George Chamber of Commerce and the Prince George um, Foundation, actually. Oh, and yes. It's called the Hub Space. Right. And, yes. and tell me about uh, Live Well. Live Well, Prince George, actually, is. Uh, been kind of quiet, and I can tell you we're not going to be quiet anymore. We are actively uh, pulling together those that are interested in rebooting the Children's Festival that was so huge back in the 80s and 90s here in Prince George. Yeah. It was huge. We'd like to establish the Santa Claus Parade. Oh, yes. So, you know, the fun things that Prince George was well known for. Uh, so if anybody's interested, we are here at the office Phone number, of course, is a cell number available 24-7. That number is 250-961-1999. And I'm available anytime. So Ken Hall was just talking about Monday. Um, There's going to be a a youth orchestra. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, we were talking... Fairly, you know, we put spend a bit of time talking about the importance of music in children, 
and Absolutely. and how the music is not in the schools like it used to be, and that's something that we, you know, we should get together and find out why. Uh, because I I know when I went to school there was always a little band and uh, exactly and uh, choir uh, and learning how to sing and, and learning the notes and that might be part of uh, something you want to put in uh, in your ear in your vision it is uh, and uh, interesting how the universe brings us together eh. It is a universal language, yeah. music all around the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I just—it's just shocking to me that the schools aren't providing it anymore. I mean, at lunchtime at the high school, we'd probably go into the auditorium while some of the boys that had uh, were putting together a little group. We'd be jiving on the stage, right? And and uh, and we had the um, the the dances that we had. Sock hop, they were called, because you couldn't wear shoes on the on the uh, oh. basketball court, <laughs> and, and you know that was all fun. That was all bringing us together, right? And letting me do the dip with with uh, Ken Benny, the the main guy on the the uh, uh, football team. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> But oh that's something that maybe uh, living well, live well, would uh, could coordinate kind of um, with the um, with the symphony orchestra. I'm sure they will be quite a huge part of this whole process. We have booked May 23, 4, and five of May 2024 uh-huh. to to bring it back. So this we have one year to put, pull it all together. Oh, good. Uh, well, I think there's people listening who would really like to be a part of it um, and bring this because uh, our kids are so into their their cell phones and uh, into the computers and they're not um, communicating the way we did, you know, being communal. Uh, I don't. I suppose sports is doing it for some of it, but a lot of the kids really love music. It is one of those things that before they even can speak, even in the womb, mm-hmm. um, they, they, you can tell that they, they hear the music, they hear the tones. And even um, I'm, I do a little bit of volunteer work with the Northern BC Heart of Hearing and Deaf families and children. Yeah. And, and just the vibrations of the music. That's it, right. It's amazing what it opens up all, all types of things for yeah. everyone. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad that you're um, got that. Well, on, I'm glad your you're list. still here. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, and so, Prince George Council Seniors is next door to Shirley Bond's office. That is correct. correct. Yeah. That, yes, and their AGM actually is coming up on the 21st of June. Yes, I I saw that, and I'm I'm pretty sure I've got a membership, but I'll uh, make sure that I do. Oh, I would appreciate that, actually. Yeah. yeah. And I'll make sure I have an application with me tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Good. And so uh, we've got a couple of minutes. Is there a main thing that you want to in, in put out there? Well, actually, the I guess my, my main focus in, in connecting with the radio um, contingency that you have on your Senior moments is definitely the Council of Seniors. 
um, because we as seniors, we, we usually don't reach out. We're more reserved, a little bit more quiet because of the way we were raised back in the 50s and 60s and, yep. and that. Um, and I'm going to just urge everybody to contact the uh, Council of Seniors. Um, it's a simple phone number of 564-5888. Yep. And they're located at 1330 5th Avenue. If they need transportation to come into the office, or we do have people go actually uh, go out to uh, connect with people in the community as well. Whatever we can do to make it um, an easier way of living at home and, and mm-hmm. enjoying your life, making it the best life possible. Yes, and, and I've tried to get some of the senior centers to come on, and they're all... Oh, nervous about uh, coming on the radio. So if I can get involved again, we can make sure they're not afraid to come and speak. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, we do have a, a Prince George Friends and Family Caregiver Program, and we meet every Wednesday at 11 o'clock at the office. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just come in for a snack, a hot cup of coffee, yep. tea. You betcha. Yeah, good. Okay, well, thank you for coming on and... Um, we will see you tomorrow. Yes, you will see me tomorrow. Thank you so much. Thank you, Margaret Jackson. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. So next week, uh, we've got um, the women's program to talk about women's issues and history of women with Dawn Hemingway and Teresa Healy. So tune in. Senior Moments is a co-production of 93.1 CFIS-FM.